are listening to the Conquering Everest podcast. This is episode 18. That's right. You are tuned into the Conquering Everest podcast. My name is Brian Talor, and let me just say thank you. Thank you for choosing to spend a bit of your day with me. Now, on today's episode, I sit down with Karen Carlucci Wanner. She is the author of Reclaiming Your Moxie. Now, hey, we all go through times in our lives where it feels like that fire, that fire that used to burn so intensely bright inside of us, well, feels like it's starting to die out. Well, that could be a, a sign that you're losing your moxie, but don't worry, Karen's got the answers. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Karen Carlucci Warner. Karen Carlucci Warner, welcome to the Conquering Everest podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here tonight. I'm glad to have you. So we've got a lot to talk about. Um, we're, we're, we're talking about Moxie, mm-hmm. and, and, and you've got a book about that. But before we get into the details, um, would you like to share a little bit about yourself with the listeners? All right. Thank you. Um, so I am Karen Carlucci Warner. I um, grew up in Philly, where I say you have to have a lot of Moxie um, when you're growing up. And... Um, when I was young, uh, I grew up in a household, like many households, um, where I kind of had a mom who was not quite supportive, who didn't instill a lot of confidence in me. And so I think that really laid the groundwork and the foundation for you know, issues I would have the rest of my life as far as uh, making you know, bad choices and maybe going into relationships that weren't so good for me. Um, not having the confidence to speak my voice, um, to go for opportunities that I should be going for. And so, I mean, it's not like I was a schlep. It's not like, you know, I, I failed at everything. You know, I, I did manage to be a research scientist for about 17 years. I raised four great kids, but it's it's been a real struggle going through really horrible relationships and uh, narcissistic type relationships And I mean, it's just now in my 50s that I am finally coming into my own, that I feel like I'm coming into my own, that we're not, you know, I'm not feeling kind of like this imposter that I have felt my whole life. You know, we get this imposter syndrome, but I am finally feeling like I'm coming into my own and things are starting to click and I've got this mission and it's to help people heal. It's to help people not feel so bad about themselves uh, like I did for so many years. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, so when did you, you said your, your mother wasn't, was kind of the, was yeah, it, I think, the you know, your, like your mother she, was kind she of the, she provided the basics, you know, she provided the basics okay. like, like many, um, like many moms. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of support for things that I, I wanted to do. I had wanted to go into the music field, um, played violin, guitar, wrote music, and 
that was just not going to happen. So I wanted to go to high school for performing arts and she made it very clear that was a really dumb idea. There was no sense in ever being a musician. Um, so there wasn't a whole lot of support. It, it, there was a lot of critiquing. There was a lot of criticism. And, you know, I'm sure she did the best she could. And I have to think that when people are hurting inside that they can take it out on others. Unfortunately, a lot of times it's they're taking it out on their own children without even realizing the impact that it has. Um, so right. that's something that I have been very mindful of in raising my own children. I decided my kids were, were not going to go through what I went through. What uh, would you say when you got out of the house? What was did you? You said you were married. Uh, did you jump right into building a family and marriage? Or? No, I, I didn't. I mean, I left the house. I was, I think, 17, 18 years old, um, just kind of on my own and uh, went into a relationship that was not very good for me. And went in from there into a marriage that wasn't good for me. And so um, I, I did have a relationship in between that was good for me. But when you're not used to things that are good for you, it seems foreign and it doesn't seem comfortable. And so you tend to gravitate back to what isn't good for you, what you're comfortable with, what you know so well, what you think you're worthy of. You know, and so, yeah, so, I mean, I, I've been married three times um, to the same type of person, um, some subtle differences, but essentially the same and have had to start all over. Yeah, that's kind of rough when you when you got to start over and, and, and you, it's especially, uh, you know, I've, I'm kind of in the same boat and I was in my 40s when I was starting over. So. Uh, it, it wasn't easy. Tell me a little bit about Union Joe. <laughs> I love Union Joe. So he was, yeah, he was one of my friend's husbands. And I absolutely loved Union. He was a tough guy, you know, Philly guy, Philly Union guy. And uh, well, I would go over the house and there he'd be just watching TVs, puffing away on his cigarettes. And you know, he's got his wife beater shirt on, his hair all slicked back. <laughs> You know, kind of squinting all the time and gruff, that gruff cigarette voice, disjointed nose, looked like maybe you'd been in one or two bar fights. But, um, <laughs> but Union Joe is somebody you didn't want to, you didn't want to fuck around with. You know, he's a tough guy. And we had kind of gotten into a little bit of an argument one night um, because I was shopping someplace that was non-union. One of his competitors, he worked at a, union grocery store and he made it very clear that that was a union house and the people that enter that house um respect that and so he kind of gave me an ultimatum like you know our, our friends you know respect that and you got a choice to make whether or not you want to come in here and i just i just remember looking at him like are you kidding me and I said, well, you know, my friends respect my choices. I'm going to shop where I shop. It sounds to me like you got a choice to make, Joe. And my friend Lil just happened to be watching this thing. She's sitting in between us just watching us back and forth. And she's just so quiet because she doesn't know where this is going to go because she thinks I'm getting ready to get thrown out of the house. And he, um, I expected him to get louder and start screaming and he just got real super quiet and just said, uh, 
you know, I like you, kid. You got moxie. And so that moxie word has stuck with me. I associate it with Union Joe. Um, You know, he's he's long gone. But, um, you know, I can thank him for for that word and and and, and this book, because uh, honestly, that that kind of speaks to the essence of of moxie. It's just kind of speaking up for yourself and having that big old flame that just doesn't go out and just gets brighter. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the book. The book is a it's a journey of healing. Um, it starts talking about the whole moxie thing with me. And, and moxie to me is that bright flame, that internal flame that we're born with. We're all born with this flame. And it is so bright and beautiful. I mean, babies are born it, that flame and that light just emanates from them. And as they as they become toddlers, they still have it. You know, they're out there dancing and they don't care who's watching them. You know, they're building crazy shit with Legos. They're just making all kinds of stick figure drawings. And they don't care. They don't give a rat's ass as to what people think of them. They laugh. They play. They just they just enjoy life. And so as as we grow older, people start to put their limiting beliefs on us. They start to put their baggage on us. Um, You know, boys don't play with dolls. Girls don't play with trucks. You know, know, there's no career as a musician. You know, you have to find a job with good benefits. You have to be in this, this good company. Don't, you know, you're crazy to work for yourself. So as we get older, we start accepting those limiting beliefs and that bright flame of moxie it just starts to dim. And then you start getting hit with relationship issues and divorces and, and, and job loss and illnesses and addiction and everything else. And boy, that flame looks like it's just out for good. It just does. But it's not. It's an ember. It's still in there. And as long as we breathe, as long as our heart beats, that moxie is still alive in there. So this book takes a reader through that journey of what Moxie is, how we lost it, and how we're going to get it back. And so it's kind of a step-by-step guide. It's really meant to be read from one cover to the to the other cover um, in that journey of healing. There's a lot of exercises in there, writing prompts for people. I encourage people to have a journal so that they can write down some of their ideas. Um, so it talks about forgiveness and that's really kind of hard sometimes, um, to, to come to terms with, it deals with our anger issues, but it's written in a very conversational tone. I wanted it to be very, um, to be light, to be, to have maybe some humor to it. Um, I didn't want something that was incredibly cerebral, something that was going to be overwhelming to people. I, I wanted it to be more like I'm just sitting across the table from you having a glass of wine, a cup of coffee, and we're just having a conversation. That's it. Yeah. And the title of the book is Rediscovering Reclaiming Your Moxie. Your Moxie. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Reclaiming, Reclaiming Your Moxie. Moxie. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I've, I've started it on Audible uh, because I, I tend to uh, – procrastinate when it comes to reading but i can listen uh, very 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 well and 
Uh, I like the stories that you, that I've heard so far in the book, and and you you get into kind of this talk about intentionality and our frequencies. What could you go into depth a little more about? Okay, so that has to do with the law of attraction. Um, Think, you know, the secret uh, and with Rhonda Byrne. And so what I believe and and, and many people believe is that we are all operate on frequencies. First of all, we're all energy. All of us are energy, you know, And, and I break that down. You know, we look like whole beings, but actually, you know, we're full of tissues. We're full of organs. And then you break those organs down and they're cells. And then you break those cells down. So eventually we get broken down to little tiny bouncy balls of energy. And that's what we are. And we all emit a frequency. And so the law of attraction says that something you want is already created. The moment you think of it, it's already created. Now, the goal is to keep that frequency so that it matches the frequency of what you want. So if I'm saying, wow, you know, if I want like a really great relationship, I'm sitting like right here. This is what I want. This is what I want. But in reality, I'm saying, All I get are losers. I just get, you know, bums. I get people that aren't good for me. I get people that cheat on me. And you can see there's the difference there. So if this is what we want, then we essentially have to be at that frequency and already know that it's it's created, know that it's already done. I have a good relationship. I already have it. It's already there. I'm just waiting for it to happen. That's all. So I and I tell people, if you want, if you want that great relationship, you want to find that great person, start writing your list, write your list of who you want and know that person is there and just expect that person to come to you. And they do. And, you know, some folks would say, well, law of attraction, I don't know, you know, if I can believe it and dream it, I don't know if, if it's going to manifest um, when your experience with the law of attraction, I mean, is there anything special you got to do? Is there a certain yoga pose you got to hold for 45 <laughs> minutes or, or is it just really just a matter of uh, knowing what you want and knowing that you deserve it and, and focusing on, on that? Well, I think that is pretty much it. It's knowing what you want, knowing what you're worthy of, expecting it, knowing it's already there. I mean, the things that people have been able to manifest are just amazing. I mean, I've manifested, I've manifested a house at the beach, you know, and that's what I wanted. I've manifested somebody, you know, that comes into my life that really is, is somebody that I wanted in my life. So, you know, I think a lot of people get stuck and they're like, well, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened. And they get frustrated. And that's where the frequency starts going down. You have to already know it and know that whatever you're requesting in the universe, it's just, it's coming to you. And sometimes there's hurdles and sometimes there's tests. How bad do you want it? You know, at what point in your life did, do uh, you make that connection? I mean, obviously before the book, uh, there was probably that period of transition. I'm, I'm only assuming that because, uh, you know, most of the folks that I talk to, uh, there comes a point in time where we're, uh, at least for me, I always say I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so I knew I had to make changes uh, to, to, to get to where I wanted to go. What was that transition like in, in your life? And, and how long did it take you to get mm. 
to where you're at or where 50, you, you know, 58 years yeah okay um well what i can tell you is that um being in a relationship that was not good for me was was really not good for me was not good for the kids and um, I stepped out of that house and the children and I went into a downward spiral where we were homeless. We didn't have a home of our own for about a year and a half. And, uh, you know, I had been a stay at home mom. So, I, you know, I just got my real estate license. So there wasn't a lot of income coming in. And um, that was so hard. And I mean, we, we've gotten past it. We've gotten through it. But man, you know, and I touch on it a lot in the book and about some of the things that we had to go through and moving into another marriage. I thought, okay, this is it. This is going to be good. This is great. And it wasn't. It wasn't. And I thought, here I go again. Here I go. And at one point, I just, you know, and I always say when, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I truly believe that I had just gotten to a point. I didn't know what else I was going to do. All I knew is that this was just not going to work. And I had to start thinking of uh, making some big changes in my life. If I, if I wanted to have happiness and have joy and have what I am worthy of having in this life. And I just, I don't know. It sounds really weird. It sounds hokey, but you know, there's, I believe we have guides that are with us and they're with us all the time. And sometimes we're not ready to listen to them, but I was just guided to, to write this book. And this book was a healing process for me. It was my blueprint for healing. So right. everybody else is, is able to heal from it. But I was the first to heal from it. Um, essentially, I believe it was my guide working through me, writing this book, and, and I was healing as I was going along the process. Right. Yeah, I like I like what you said there. When the student is ready, the teacher teacher appears. Uh, and, and, and with the law of attraction, what it sounds like is just because you're initiating that in your life and, and you've got your eyes on the prize, you, you may have to cross a few more bridges before it, it gets there. Oh, yeah. um, and, and, and that's just all part of the learning process, preparing you uh, for that life. Cause I can't imagine going from, I grew up in poverty. We were, we were poor and, and oftentimes, you know, my mom had $5 to feed us. And if I would have went from that life and, and, and automatically came into money, I probably would have, blown it all right. because I wouldn't have known I've never had it before. So, um, you know, that law of attraction, it, it's, it, it, it requires patience, it, I would say. It does. <laughs> it does. And be careful what just, you ask for, because don't just ask for more money because you might find a dollar on the ground and that could be it. Right, you right. have to be really kind of specific about it too, you know, and you have to watch what you what your words are and your words really have to be positive and not of a negative sort, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, in, in my house, I don't have any medication. First of all, I don't really take any medication, thankfully, but I don't have any medication anywhere where I can say it, you know, because every time I think you look at medication, you think of illness. 
So, you know, all my medication, you know, my, my Tylenol, my ibuprofen is hidden out of plain sight so that I'm, I'm not going to see that. I am not going to be reminded of pain or an illness or anything else. Yeah. I had a, um, I had a coach at one time that, that told me, uh, we were just talking about different things that I wanted to achieve. And, and, you know, like most people, I said, well, I'd like to lose a few pounds. And he goes, you don't want to lose a few pounds. He goes, what happens when you lose your keys, you go and find them. So don't lose the weight. Cause your, your mind's going to tell you to go find it. Like right. you're, you're going to eradicate the weight. You're going to eliminate the weight, you know? Uh, and so he was going down that same path of be very specific about what you want and, 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 and don't, you know, don't, don't let your mind drift off too far the other direction or, or you're going to do the reverse, right? right. You wake up thinking you're miserable. You're going to be miserable. That's right. You talk, a talk a lot uh, in the book too, about, um, authenticity and being true to yourself and eliminating people out of your life, uh, that, that aren't serving your purpose. And, and that's not always going to be easy for some folks. What would you say to those uh, listeners that might be out there that m- maybe they're in that bad marriage or in that bad relationship where the spouse doesn't really support yeah. what they're going for? I mean, it's not easy to to, to just leave. Um, but what's been your experience with removing uh, those you know, toxic people out of your Well, life? yeah. Um, so, like I said, I, I really, you know, have, don't, don't have any communication with family um, all these years. And uh, so I, my, I have a, I have a um, relationship with my, with my ex-husband, who is the father of my four children. We, we do have a relationship, even though it was, it was really a horrible, horrible divorce. Um, and that was one of the things was just kind of, um, just kind of forgiving of, of that experience and forgiving him. I, 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 I hated him with a passion for what he did. Um, and so, and people don't understand that forgiveness really has very little to do with the other person. Forgiveness is about just letting that energy go. Just, just, just let it go and releasing it and releasing you from that moment in time. Um, so as, as far as people that aren't supportive, it's very difficult. And if you're in a relationship, um, to get out of it, uh, especially if you're married to a narcissist, it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a good time that I can tell you. Um, when it comes to other people, like, um, people that don't understand your dreams, if you're an entrepreneur and you have a vision, you're going to come across a lot of people who aren't going to be supportive of that. Why don't you just go get a job? Why don't you, you know, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? But the thing is, you're going to have to follow your path. You're going to have to believe in yourself sometimes when nobody else does. And that's going to make the difference. That's the harder, the, the bigger the risk we take, the greater the reward, I believe. And so, you know, I, I might go through periods where, yeah, I'm dirt poor and I might go through periods where I don't have a thing in my friggin' fridge. And guess what? That's just that's just the price I pay for my dream and my vision. And like I said, there's a lot of people that don't understand that. They don't have that entrepreneurial spirit. And, you know, are your, you have to ask yourself, are the people in your life cutting you down every time you want to improve yourself 
or are they giving you a big old five high in a high five and saying, fuck yeah, you do that. And that's, I think what you're going to have to ask yourself, are you getting a, were you crazy doing that or fuck yeah. What would you say to those people um, that would, you know, say they come to you and and you're like, yeah, you know, you've got to, you've got to remove yourself from this situation. They're like, but I can fix it. I'm a fixer and I, and I think that I can fix yeah, a lot of situations. <laughs> yeah. So what, what would you say if, you know, if, if somebody came to you and, and, and to get advice and, and, and you told them, well, it sounds like you need to make some shifts in your relationships and, and they're like, no, 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 I can work it out. I can fix it. Well, then I'm pretty much going to tell you, all right, go back and fix it. And let <laughs> me know how that works out for you. Because right. a lot of times we, you know, and, and, I mean, we, we learn from when we're young to stay committed, stay committed, stay committed to that job, stay committed to the process. Stay, and, and even in, in personal development, we say that, hey, stay committed to personal development. But sometimes we stay committed to a job or a situation that's just not good for us. And I think eventually, you know, nobody can tell anybody to leave. Nobody can tell anybody, you know, because if you're not ready to hear it, it's not going to matter how many times you say it. Um, You just have to hope the person's going to make that best decision for themselves. And I mean, eventually, you know, you hope that they're just going to get tired of it and say, I deserve better than this. And when you finally think I deserve better than this, then, then you'll start opening yourself up to um to getting out and and moving on to better things in your life and when you get out of uh when you when you and and i and i won't just limit it to to marriage when when you when you remove somebody from from your life because they're not serving um you in a good way there's going to be grief there's going to be you know like a time of mourning for somebody that might be coming into this, right. They, they, maybe they've been, you know, the mother, you know, they got married at 20 mm-hmm. and they, you know, they, they were staying home with the kids and, and the kids are grown now that, and, and for, you know, reasons outside of their control, this, this, this marriage is falling apart. They've never experienced the law of traction. They've never thought about intentions or, 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 or the frequencies. What would be your advice to them? They're saying, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to start out on this path. I'm ready to change, you know, my mindset, change where I'm at. How does one start? Like, I think you have to be open and receptive to healing and you've got to do a lot of self work. You know, you've, you're going to have to do that because what you don't heal, I mean, and we're all in a process of healing. It's never a hundred percent. We're always going to find something else that comes up from our past that we have to deal with. Um, but unless, unless you take a look at some of those issues, you're going to repeat them. So I think a lot of times either a good thing is to either get involved with a therapist, a counselor, a coach, you know, sometimes you need outside help, you know, to, to get moving on your healing process. And, and I talk about that in the book, you know, we we have so much shame in this country when it comes to seeking outside help and when there's such a stigma with mental health here but i mean we we all struggle with it 
And I'm not sure why there's such a stigma. We, we all struggle with a, a lot of emotional baggage and mental, mental health issues and depression. I mean, the pharmaceutical companies would, would not be making billions of dollars if, if we weren't yeah. struggling with, you know, with, <laughs> with depression. Yeah. But um, yeah, that people have to eat, start their healing process. And then, and then I talk about just finding your, finding your peeps, finding the peeps from your mm-hmm. planet. Start, start looking to where people like you might be, you know, because there's others out there that are just like you that are searching for you too, you know, that are going through a struggle and, and just need a good friend to rely on. There's plenty of Facebook groups that you can get into, you know, that people are going through the same struggles, but just don't be alone, you know, talk about it with others. And that's a good point. In, in the fact that it's not just about you. Like you said, I, you, you, others are going to come into your life and they're going to come in your life and they're going to need you to fill their bucket just as much as you need for them to fill their, your yeah. bucket. So it's, it's really not, you know, uh, I don't want people to get the perception, well, I just got to surround myself with great people. Yes, but these are going to be great people that are going to look to you for certain things and certain uh, to help them on their journey. Do you, how about when it comes to law of attraction and manifestation, are you, uh, when I, when I first really got serious about it and wanting to shift and be in a, a different place, I, I, I started, I read a book and it talked about, um, I am statements like, you know, I am confident, I am great. Mm-hmm. And whether or not it's a placebo effect or, I mean, I felt a change. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one thing when, when I kind of came, I, I call it my coming to Jesus moment in life. When I, when I woke up and I said, okay, this, I can't stay on this path. I've got to, I've got to make a change. The, you know, one of the decisions I made is I'm going to go out and face my fears. And my biggest fear at the time was public speaking. So I said, I'm going to go tackle this and I'm going to overcome this fear. And so I started this, I am confident. I am well-liked. Mm-hmm. I am charming. I am whatever. And, and, and I, and I remember walking into work one day and, and I had been doing this and practicing and I was getting up at like four 30 in the morning and kind of having this whole routine together. But I, 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 I noticed my head was up and I was saying hi to people, which wasn't normal for me. <laughs> like usually I'm head down, just get where I need to mm-hmm. go. Uh, what's your, I mean, do you incorporate anything like that into your day-to-day habits or what, what's your feeling on, I, I guess we'll say positive affirmations. Positive affirmations, reinforcement. Yeah. I mean, I, I, <sighs> You know, yours and and you know, you you've you've been to Tony Robbins. You you you've mm-hmm. so so you know about the peak state. You know, and yeah. and so that's when your vibrations are the highest. I mean, I spent you know I spent twenty minutes before this this podcast dancing around my bedroom. You know, just kind of yeah. getting and just elevating my mood because when you're feeling really good good things are coming your way. They just, they just do, right. you know, I mean, it's terrible when, when you're having a really bad day and people are like, Oh, well, what else can happen? Well, don't ever ask that. Cause some shit's coming, coming your way. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the, I, when, when you're in a peak state, when you feel really good, 
you're attracting really good things. You're attracting good people. You're, you're attracting, you know, money, wealth, uh, all, all kinds of good things. So, yeah, but I, I do, I, you know, before I go on a sales call, before I, before I talk to somebody, you know, I get in front of that mirror and it, it was really hard for me for the longest time because I didn't have that confidence, but I certainly, you know, I talk about it in the book. I talk, oops, or even talking to clients. I'm, you know, I'm making them do some mirror work, get in front of that mirror because sometimes that's the only friendly face you're going to see is that one yeah. that's in the mirror. You know, yeah. but yeah, I do. I do all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm so I'm a total badass. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one area I know. Like Tony Robbins talking about him, he 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 calls them incantations. Mm-hmm. I think that's the pronunciation. Yes. Where he's like, it's not just enough to sit here and tell yourself, you know, I am, you know, confident. I'm confident. You've got to say it with meaning. You've got to get up meaning. and and you know yeah. do those super poses and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so there's a little bit different language in it, but like you said, you were dancing, you were, you were getting yourself primed and, and, and you're yeah. getting your body energized. So, um, you know, I think that's good for anybody listening is it's, it's not just enough to sit on the couch and be, you know, uh, head down and saying these things, you've got to get up, you've got to act it and feel it. Like you, you mean also, it. Yeah. yeah. You've got to mean it. You've got to believe it. You also talk a little bit in the book about meditation and, mm. That could, I know from my experience with not only myself but others, that could be a very yeah. hard thing. And 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 I think a lot of people have this perception that meditation is sitting still for thirty minutes, clearing 30 your minutes. mind. What's your take on yeah? What's your take on meditation? So I hold these classes down here at the beach. Um, it's called meditation for the wine and beer crowd. And uh, because I want people to know that any everyday people, even the people drinking a glass of wine or having a beer can can do meditation. We get this vision in our head of how people meditate. You know, they're a bunch of tree huggers. You know, they're eating bark off of trees. You know, they're eating (laughs) tofu all the time. You know, that can't be me. But really, research has shown that if you can do meditation 10 minutes twice a day, you can improve your health. You can lower your blood pressure. Yeah. And what it does is it helps lower the cortisol levels in your body. And cortisol levels are the ones that are stressed, they're stress related hormones. So, um, so when we reduce the stress, when we reduce those stress reducing or stress hormones, um, we start a healing process in our, in our body. So meditation is not as hard as people would think. And there's all kinds of different ways to do it. You can do guided meditation, which a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be sitting still quietly doing meditation. You know, you will have all kinds of little voices in your head. You'll have little ideas in your head, little thoughts in your head. And that's okay. You know, I just tell people just surround them with a little balloon or a bubble and just pop it. And then just get right back on course, focus on your breathing. But if you can start off five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, you can always build up, you know, and just because you screw it up once doesn't mean it's done. Start over. It's no big deal. Start it all over. And you've kind of already answered this, but I was going to hit you with a true or false. And I was going to say true or false. When you meditate, you've got to clear your mind of all thought and 
go into some kind of zen-like state. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be great? And I'm sure, yeah. there are people, I'm sure there are people that can do that. It's not me. I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I, the I, monks. I don't know. Somebody yeah, else. I don't know. I, I, got to, I got too much going in, you know, going in here. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> No. Yeah. How about if somebody says, you know, uh, so I'll pick on myself uh, at night. There, there's a certain time in the evening when I, I shut off the world and I go into uh, my own little room and and I turn on some music and I just, I just let my mind be free. I don't think about work. I don't think about the podcast. I, nothing. I just, I'm just listening to music. Um, for me, that's a type of meditation. Yeah. It's it's just really that solitude. Yeah. The um, meditation for wine and beer. So is everybody sitting around drinking wine and beer while they're doing uh, that's it? Afterwards. It, that's afterwards. Okay. <laughs> that's afterwards. Okay. I, I, I was going to sign up for a class there, but yeah, even afterwards isn't too bad. That's afterwards, it. but it's a, it's a great class. You know, people, people come that, you know, have never tried meditation and they're like, wow, this is this, this really is not so, it's not so bad. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier than I thought it would be. And if they go off, like I said, with just, you know, the hope of doing it for five or 10 minutes, twice a day, they're already improving their health. Yeah. And there's no in like guided meditation. That's how I started out. And, you know, there's apps, uh, some are free, some you pay for. There's oh, all yeah. kinds of things on YouTube. I mean, it doesn't cost anybody anything to, to get started with that. If, if I remember right in the book, you had talked about a ball of light. Mm -hmm. is, is, is it what I, I, it's a little foggy, but is that, part of your meditation what, what was the ball of light concept for you um i talk well i talk about moxie being a ball of light okay um also in meditation i i talk about just you know having a ball of light that comes down and surrounds you um, envisioning something like that, envisioning healing light i i do that a lot of times when i'm doing energy healing on people i mm -hmm. i will envision a ball of light coming through them and clearing out, you know, any old energy they no longer use. Let's talk a little bit about that energy healing. That's 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 piqued my curiosity. What 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 is energy healing? Oh, I I love energy healing. So I mean, it's known by uh, several different several different names. You've got Reiki, mm. uh, healing touch. I'm a third level healing touch. Um, there is uh, also a therapeutic touch. And what it does is it manipulates the energy field uh, around the body and some of the chakras, which are little energy centers throughout the body. Mm. And um, it can be done hands on, hands off. It can actually be done distance, long distance, energy travels. Um, think emails, you know, right. energy travels. And uh, I, I absolutely fell, fell in love with it. And it's just so funny because I got into the process of energy healing just like one day. I was just kind of feeling like, like I'm off. Something's off. Something's, something's, it's almost like it felt like it was out of focus. Mm -hmm. And I happened to go to a free, it was a free energy healing clinic. And it was a 10 minute mini energy healing. And so the guy was just doing this energy healing on me. And I just, I just kind of thought, wow, I, I could do this. And just as I thought that <laughs> the man said, 
you could do this. And I said, <laughs> okay, well, that's universe telling me I can do this. And from there, I met up with somebody who um, was a uh, was a representative from the Healing Touch organization. And so I started taking their courses and I just, I absolutely love it. Um, I call myself, I'm a hybrid healer. So I take um, healing uh, from, you know, techniques from different modalities and incorporate that in whatever way I need to um, when I'm working with someone. Okay. And anybody can do energy healing. I mean, anybody can do it. You can do it. And really the, the, my goal is to teach somebody so they can do it on themselves and then pass it on to someone else. So the, with energy healing, is it, cause you mentioned the chakras. So is it kind of about realigning? I mean, what, what, what would, what should I expect if, if I was going to be the recipient of an energy healing? Am I going to feel anything? Am I going to? Well, each experience is, is very individualized. Um, so some people say that they will feel differences in temperature. Mm. Uh, if I'm directing energy um, over to a certain spot, a lot of people will talk about that spot becoming very warm. Um, some people will see different colors. Some people will have visions when they're having energy work done. Um, some energy healers will have visions. I don't. That's just not my thing. Um, but I can usually feel, I can feel it from my palms when the energy is moving and it's almost like a vibration. I can feel a vibration in my palms. Um, there's days that I, I don't really feel anything, but I would say the energy goes where the energy goes. And even if I don't feel it, it's still going. Uh, this isn't a paranormal podcast by any means, but <laughs> are you worried? Uh, is like when you're doing energy healing, is it possible for you to absorb some bad mojo out of that? Or, I mean, it's it's not it's not to that level. Or no, no, not at all, not at all. Okay. Because the energy. So, so we go through traumatic experiences, and those experiences, the energy of some of the energy of those experiences stay around us. They stay in this, that aura, that biofield. Um, so my job is to, a lot of times, just kind of push it on out and get it out of there. We, we don't need that experience anymore. We don't need the energy from that bad relationship or that job loss or that trauma. We don't need it. So a lot of times it's just, it's just moving the energy and getting it out of there. But no, I, I, no, no, I don't ever worry about energy, bad energy coming. My <laughs> no possessions, nothing like that. Nothing like that. No, no Ouija boards involved or anything. And I mean, so here's the really cool thing about energy work to all the people that are like, oh, well, that's so woo woo. Um, I trained, I took two of my, two of my courses at the DuPont Hospital for Children, okay, for Healing Touch. The DuPont Hospital for Children um, has a Healing Touch practitioner there full-time okay. working on patients and caregivers. And so other hospitals are now starting to incorporate Reiki and, you know, complementary medicine into their hospitals and into their practice because they're starting to understand that they need to take a more holistic approach. We need to treat the person as a whole. And so there are, there are some studies because 
my background is in research. You know, I am a former research scientist, so I do need to see the studies and the data. And there are studies out there that show that energy work, that Reiki can help eliminate some symptoms. It can help, you know, people with their health. And so they use it a lot in um, people who are going through chemotherapy and radiation to help reduce the side effects. So, yeah, it's yeah, it gets used now in hospitals, which is really kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's uh, lends a little bit of credibility to, you know, to that that practice when I guess if you have, you know, doctor after your name then you know, it, it, it builds it up a little more. But um, do you mind if I ask you about spirituality? Uh, yeah. And I'm not not necessarily asking, you know, um, you know, do you go to church or anything like that? But from a, a I think, law of attraction, meditation, mm-hmm. um, the energy healing, it all sounds, you know, it, it, it's there's a spiritual aspect of it. And some people will say it's the universe. It's the energy in the universe. Some people may say it's God. Some people, um, you know, may believe in other things. For you, what is what is that? What does spirituality look like for you in in this practice? For me, it's it's universal energy. Um, it's it's the energy that we all come from. We all, I believe, we are all part of the same energy. We're just broken into little parts of it. There's there's a Karen part. There's a Brian part. There's there's all these different parts of it. Um, I talk about that in the book. You know, I, I tell people, you know, get some faith. I, I don't care what it's in, but yeah. get some faith because it's going to make your life a whole lot easier. Because faith is like that magic carpet, you know, that ha- kind of helps us take away a lot of our fears, you know, and we put our trust in it and it just goes. And that's the thing with metaphysics and the law of attraction. You you have to have faith that it's happening. You know, it's not like one of these, you know, well, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Right. It's just the opposite. Just the opposite of that. It's like, you have to already know it's there. Yeah, I've got a, a sign back behind me somewhere. I, I don't think it's in camera shot, but it it it, it basically says that faith is it, faith makes all things possible. Yeah, if if you have faith in it, so it's true. It's true. So if somebody was interested in reaching out to you, learning about services you provide, learning about more about the book. Is there a website? Is there a way to Facebook page? Is there any, how should, how would people interact with you? Well, I mean, I've got my personal Facebook page and certainly anybody can, can certainly get on that if, if they like. It's Karen Carlucci Warner. Um, I have a website. It's KarenWarner.com. Um, also ReclaimingYourMoxie.com. And that's got a little bit about me. It also has uh, links to the um, to, to the book if they're interested in purchasing the book. Like I said, I, we just went to audiobook, and I'm, uh, I was thrilled to death about that. That's really exciting. Um, so yeah, and, and reach out to me, Karen at KarenWanner.com. And I saw on on, on your website too. You, you have uh, forgive me, it, it, but I, I you have like a video series or something that people can. Download is that on your website or am I 
crossing my wires here. I think you're crossing your crossing wires. My, yeah, it could but be. Maybe, I, hey, but maybe that's spirit telling you to tell me yeah, I need to be doing this. You, you need to create <laughs> a, a series for folks to download. Yeah, it's. Um, I think I'm going to start doing that. And I tell you what, with the just to kind of add with the the law of attraction, too, uh, because I think that's for me at least my experience is that's the hardest thing to convince people that it exists, that 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 it's real. Um, and I say I got my wires crossed because, you know, this podcast when when I, I had really I said to myself I started this way back in in May of 2020 but I didn't really get serious about it until after the first of the year mm-hmm. and then I put it out there I was like I'm going to grow this thing I'm going to I want to have people on sharing stories and uh, but I didn't know how I was going to do that and we then I did the Tony Robbins virtual and and that's where I, I've met you through that that Facebook mm-hmm. group and I've met so many others that it's like it, it, and it's it's happened so fast. I've went from having one or two interviews lined up to you know I've got about eight lined up. So when I say crossing my wires, it's easy because I'm trying to uh, learn as much as I can about about everyone that's uh, that's going to be on the show. But that's really I just I just put it out there. I put the intention out there that I'm going to grow this thing. I'm going to make this is what I'm going to make it into. Wow, you're doing and, great. Yeah, and it just it just happens. So it's a lot fantastic. of attraction is definitely real. It is real. And here's what I tell people: Look, we this is not a dress rehearsal here. Okay, we are here to experience this planet, you know, in whatever way we want to do so. Um, we only have so much time here, so why not spending it? being happy, you know, and, and there are people, people, the naysayers who say, well, you know, they had this, or these people had that advantage, or there's people, you know what, there's a whole lot of people out there that had nothing to their name and are incredibly successful. And, and I, I, I point them out in the book also for all those people that sit there and think, well, it couldn't be me. Well, exactly. If you keep saying it couldn't be you, you're right then it won't be you. But if you're somebody that sits there and says, why not me? It should be me. Then already you're ahead of the game. Yeah, this isn't a dress rehearsal. So be your best. Do your best. Enjoy this life because it could like that be over. Right. You know? Yep, it's uh, I and I can't remember the exact uh, statistic or or somebody told me at one time and and that the you know the human heart only has so many beats like physically mm-hmm. there's only so many beats so you've got to you've got to use those uh, yeah. use those those days and weeks and years um, at their fullest because at some point in time it doesn't matter how healthy you are. <laughs> the body wears out. And, I mean, are you, you know, and when you're laying on that deathbed, how many regrets yeah. are you going to have? Honestly. Yeah. You know? Well, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show. Uh, the book is Reclaiming Your Moxie. I got it mm-hmm. right this time. Uh, it's available <laughs> on Audible. It's available on Amazon. Sounds like uh, there's a link on your website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I've I've started the book, and so I would highly encourage anybody out there uh, that's listening to this to check out that book because it's got, uh, especially if you like audio audiobooks, because you said you wrote it in a very conversational tone. And that's what I felt like. I felt like you were here because you author it uh, or you, you, you do I the narrate it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I felt like you were here uh, talking to me. So it's um, I highly recommend 
it. And then, of course, we'll have links to your website and all that good stuff uh, in the description field. But it's been a pleasure having you on, and uh, I've learned a lot from you, and I've enjoyed our conversations. And uh, somewhere down down the road, I, I hope I could have you on the show again. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. This is wonderful, and I love what you're doing. This is fantastic, getting it out there and just, you know what? We don't know who it's going to affect, but we just – we put it out there and let, you know, today, I'll tell you a real quick story. Today, I, I woke up to a message um, through Facebook and it was a woman and she said, um, she said she would, you know, she really needs the book and she and her husband are in a homeless shelter. And so I, you know, said, I'll, I'll get you a copy of the book and I mailed her a copy of it. And I thought, you know, how, how much of a struggle this is going to be for this, for this couple. But if, if, if the book does nothing other than give them hope that anything is possible, that they can overcome anything, well, then it's, it's done its job. And, you know, you sit there, like I said, I wrote this book and I thought, well, I don't know who it's going to help. I, I don't know if it's going to help anybody. It certainly helped me. Mm-hmm. And you know, sure shit. I'll get an email from somebody saying, Hey, I just want to let you know, I just read your book and you know, guess what? I, I, you know, I left a horrible relationship or I read your book and I'm going to open up a business like I've always wanted to do. Yeah. And so that's what you're doing, Brian. It's like, you're putting it out there and, 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 and you're helping people, you're helping the people that, that are looking to be helped. Right. Yeah. And there's never a, there's never a reason to, to recreate the wheel. It's already been created. We just make it our own and, and add our own little personal touches to it and, and, and we keep it rolling. So um, in these last, in these last few minutes, is, is there any parting wisdom or anything you want to promote or anything you want to put out there before we let you no, get back I, to? I don't think so. At this point, like I said, I just, uh, you know, life's short, life's short. Just, Enjoy it. Take action. Take action. Take action. Take action. All right. Well, thank you again. Uh, I look forward to talking to you uh, again in the, in the future. All right, Brian, have a good one. So there you go. My conversation with Karen Carlucci Warner. She had lots of good tips and uh, thoughts on how to reclaim that moxie. If you're feeling, if you're just not feeling that fire, if you're just not feeling like yourself, give her book a read, listen to this podcast. Well, you've already listened to this podcast, so listen to it again. Check out her website. I'll have all the links and everything you need in the description below. And listen, if you've made it this far, almost an hour, I got to say thank you. I appreciate you for sticking around. If you want to reach out and contact me uh, or, or in, in, interact with me, that's that's very simple to do. You could either email me at brian at conqueringeverest.com or you can download the Podbean app. And find the Conquering Everest podcast. Easy. Conquering Everest is all you got to search for. And then uh, select the episode you wish to comment on. Leave me a comment. I will comment back. Of course, I will have a a whole variety of links and other things in the description if you'd like to interact on Facebook or YouTube, Twitter, um, whatever the case may be. So, hope you enjoyed tonight's conversation. Don't, Don't forget to follow Give this, this episode a thumbs up if, if, if you found it beneficial or entertaining. Hopefully both. And until next time, this is Brian saying, aim high, be courageous, and do amazing things.